Two opinionated women with strong views they aren't afraid to express chat loudly about current affairs, families, life, and everything else that's on their minds. Perry Wise Women, the podcast, is Kelly Finlayson and Jackie Matthews laughing, sharing, and sometimes crying their way into listeners' hearts and minds. Join Kelly and Jackie and their occasional guests for a weekly escape from reality to their zany world on the Ballerine Peninsula in Victoria, Australia. Good morning. How are you both on this uh, sunny Sunday morning? Good, Jack. Good. How are you going? Oh, well, I had a very big night. Um, so I had a very big night, which wasn't meant to be a big night. We had to go to, well, not had to, but it was my cousin's 40th birthday. And um, it was pretty exciting because she'd actually had it booked that weekend where they had lockdown in Melbourne and here, I guess. Um, and so she had to cancel it. And so then last night um, she had um, rebooked it. And because of some restrictions there, it was meant to be a cocktail party, but then because of the restrictions, then it had to be a sit-down dinner. And so I'm thinking, well, that's pretty, that's going to be an easy night, like just, you know, not not too eventful. And I offered to drive, but then my sister was like, no, no, I'll drive. She likes to drive. So I'm like, okay, well, you can drive. So I got there and um, my other sister that lives in Melbourne, I called her on the way and I was like, oh, do you want us to pick you up? And she was like, oh, I don't want to have a big night. You know, I've got things on tomorrow. And and I was like, yeah, no, no worries. Don't You can have just a couple. We'll just have a couple of wines, you know. Well, um, yeah, that just doesn't happen for us. So, um, Jack, you're with your family. Like I even knew when you told me you were going to your cousin's 40th, I'm thinking she's going to be so grey tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but I wanted to drive. If I had driven, like it would have been, so, you know, I'd be fine. But we, and plus the thing is when you go to Melbourne and you forget, it takes forever. Like it, it doesn't, can you actually hear my dog snoring? <laughs> He's on the couch over there no. Um It just feels as though it's like, so we get we got home at quarter past two in the morning. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. So we got home at quarter past two, and of course, you know, for, for me and Cook, that's not enough. So we pour a glass of you know red and have like a nightcap. Oh. So <laughs> four o'clock, we're in bed. Oh, and, oh my gosh! Oh. I woke up this morning, and I was like, um, "Has somebody actually unscrewed the top of my head and filled it with cement?" I think that's. Oh. Jack, I was oh, I was literally moaning in my bed. Anyway, um, anyway. I got up and I was like, oh, oh, you know, I need a function. I had no charge on my phone, so I had to go find the charger, put the phone on charge, and then because um, I'm texting her and texting her, <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't know what time it was either. So I woke up and I was like, oh shit, what time is it? Have I missed? <laughs> have I missed the podcast? And so then I was like, all right, have a sh- so charge the phone, did all that, have a shower. And then I'm like, oh, what am I going to eat? Like I really need to eat something. And so <laughs> the other day I bought halloumi and I've wanted to do this for so long um, is fry halloumi. Like I've, I've got this recipe book that like I love. It's a Nigella Lawson recipe book. And in one of the recipes, and it's so simple, is fried halloumi with chilli. And I'm like, that's it. I'm doing that this morning. So I made um, fried halloumi. Oh, my God. I don't know why I haven't done it earlier because it was the mm. best. Yeah, it's good. It's good. 
Oh, <laughs> can you eat halloumi, Cal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we um bar and orange do a really nice halloumi dish. Well, it's beautiful, and I thought I could actually. And I'm sure I'm not breaking any um doing anything that nobody else has ever done. But like, it's so nice to just chop up and put in a salad or something, isn't it? Or with vegetables. I don't know. What do you do yeah. with it? Because I'm just eating it on its own. Well, I just like to cook it and then sort of eat it with like a um like a, a sweet chilli sauce or something mm. like that with spinach oh, and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking with of, anything. Yeah, speaking of uh, food and um, I've got a Coke Zero <laughs> and orange juice and a jug of water next to me here. Oh, my uh, goodness. Today we've got a very <laughs> special guest, Aranya, from the Barwon Heads Wine Store. And um, you're going to talk to us today about matching wines with food. How fitting for me. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good start, Jackie. <laughs> you, uh, the only, you, you really, um, you know, widen the selection with the Coke Zero, OJ and water options. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. But oh, even this morning, though, because, you know, it's like the hair of the dog. And I thought... <laughs> Oh, how nice would it be to just have some like like a bit of a um, what do you call it with when you have uh, champagne with orange juice? A mimosa. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> like breakfast cocktails. And then I thought if I do if I open a bottle of champagne, that will mean I have to drink the whole thing. So no, forget that. It's not happening. Oh no. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Arena and. Um, Ren and I were talking, the first one we, well, the, the one that we talked about that sort of um, sparked my interest was what you drink when you um, get Macca's fries or Hungry Jack fries. <laughs> Ren, what did you well, tell me? What do you think? I, um, I told you my, my favourite my favorite food and wine pairing combination ever and I think he nearly fell out of my door, which was <laughs> oh my I love. I love hot chips, like hot salty fries. I don't mind where they're from, with um, beautiful champagne. And and you were like, what? And no. the thing about it is, though, is that food and wine pairing. I don't reckon it has to be, you know, peak wank. No one has to be worried about tablecloths or making it special occasion unless you really want to be. It should be like an everyday something, just something a bit fun, right? Yeah. And I think the thing about food and wine pairing is that it's it's not hard and it's something if you want to kind of have a crack at it, it's, it's pretty pretty straightforward. And the thing that I like about the, the fries and the champagne is that, you know, you're, you're spending big on maybe one item, not every item. Yeah. No, so do you – so here's my complete why I was like wide-eyed thinking <laughs> what is because my thing is um, with hot chips, hot salt, I love chips because, and when they're gluten-free, oh, my goodness, oh, I'll yeah. drive for miles to get gluten-free hot chips. But I love dipping them in a strawberry milkshake. So Really? Do you know why? Yeah, I can tell you a I, bit about why that works, actually. So the thing about, <laughs> I know you're like, what? The thing about hot <laughs> chips and the thing about anything that's kind of got salt and high acid is that anything that's fat is kind of, kind of the opposite matches. Yep. So, like, you know how when you have, like, a um, like a rich pork dish or something, you want something a bit acidic to kind of break through the fatty flavour? Mm-hmm. The same thing goes like with... apple or something. 
yeah, exactly. Like that kind of the kind of subtlety breaks through the the kind of quite heavy fat in the, in like a roast pork, for example. And so, the thing about hot uh, hot chips and cold fizz is that the salt and the fat love the acid of the of the wine. Can I dip the chips into the bubbles? That would yeah. be interesting. Well, no, you're not going to. Never tried that. I have to oh. add that to my list. Do. But you know what? Also, if you don't have hot chips and kale, this might be easier for you too with the gluten free. That um, if you've just got really good salt chips, like just salty crisps. Yeah. It does okay. The same thing. Righto. Yeah. I'm onto it. I have a few bottles of bubbles in the fridge, but I don't open them because. I don't drink and I'll have one a one, and then I don't want to waste the whole bottle. So we'll have to have a, like a bubbles party at Kelly's house because I have so many bottles. Oh, but it's, but a good, I, it's a good thing. It's not, a, not you know, it can, doesn't have to be an, a special occasion thing. It could be an end of the week thing. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah, I don't need encouragement, Ren. No. I don't need any encouragement. <laughs> so I, what would you put with... Um, White wine, red wine. I think like the, the mantra about food and wine matching without trying to sound too wine wanky about it is that you sort of tend to go for like with like. So if you've got a heavy dish, like a heavy, I don't know, like a heavy beef winter stew, you might have a heavier wine to kind of match that because as much as it is about the flavour, it's also a textural thing too. Like you sort of, like the acid in the champagne is, you know, is one thing, but like the, the fruitfulness and the smoothness of a of a, a Shiraz or a, a, a Rhone kind of Grenache Shiraz kind of blend is that that it's matches the sort of the flavour texture profile of the of the meal as well. Yeah. So I think um you know and then from that sorry, you know, there's so many rules and all those rules are made to be broken, right? People go, Oh, you can't have red wine with fish and that's oh, not true yeah. at all. You know? yeah, You've got a heavy no. fish like a swordfish, you might have a lighter red with it. So I'm I'm all for giving everything a crack. Mm. I tell you what, I when I went on the um, one of the retreats with my work, we went over to the Yarra Valley. Mm-hmm. So we stayed at Yarra Valley Estate, but then next door was the Sutherland Estate, mm. and they came and did wine tasting for us. Um, and I, they had like a um, a red bubbles. Oh yeah, and, yep, yep. Oh. Yep. I, I, yeah, I've got some of that in my fridge. I'm waiting for someone to come around and share it with me. I love that. That's the, that's the ultimate <laughs> entertaining wine because you can have it with yeah. like a beautiful charcuterie board and some cheese. Yes. And you can have it, yeah. You know, so it's not just um, oh, not just yeah. a one a one, one hit wonder. I love a spark. Yeah. Love a spark. Yeah, yeah, but this is um, it's just beautiful, Jack. Yeah, you'll have to come around and we'll, we'll delve yeah. into it. I used to get one. I can't even remember what brand it was or where it came from, but it was beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. And what about um, Arena? Like, at the moment, I'm noticing. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's not something new, but there's like different kinds of reds. So, like, I've got this red here, Tempran- Tempranello. Yep. Tem- yep. Another one, Montepulciano. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so are they, yep. yeah. So, are they like different grapes or like how? Why, why are are. Different names? Yeah, different grapes. So, Tempranillo is a Spanish grape, generally from Spain, but also grown a lot in Australia too. So, you're seeing a lot of Australian Tempranillo coming 
coming from really kind of interesting regions like Beechworth or the King Valley. And it's, it's a different grape variety. So just like Pinot Noir and Shiraz are, are grape varieties, Tempranillo and Montepulciano d'Abruzzo, which might be what you've got there, is our varietals too. And they're sort of, they're really great food wines, those European wines or those, those particular varieties. They're kind of mid-weight reds that um, they're great with, you know, we've got some great value Tempranillo in the shop that's like a perfect pizza wine, like a perfect midweek mm. kind of wine. And they're just nice, nice things to have as an option other than, a heavy Cabernet or a heavy Shiraz or a, something that you've always had. It's nice to sort of experiment with a few different things. Yeah. And generally sort of in, in that European style, they're really, really, really great with food. So Tempranillo is really great with lamb. That Montepulciano would be great with a big bowl of ragu, that kind of that kind of meal. Yeah. And, and do you um, like stock um, international wines? Like do you, do you yeah. have a preference between mm. Australian or abroad because I mean I I always prefer to get everything Australian just because you know that's kind of what I do but at the same time it's like oh you I see the the um international wines and I think oh gosh they will for one they're usually more expensive but um yeah what's your sort of take on that well look our, our shop we've got a bit of everything to be honest so we've got Broadly, mostly Australian wine, oh, but also a good smattering of international wines and also international wines at good prices. Like, that sounded like a bit of an ad. But, you know, like we've got sort of um, <laughs> <laughs> the ones that you mentioned, like the Tempranillo. We've got a Tempranillo in the shop that's 15 bucks, yeah, But we've nice. also got one that's, you know, $52, you know. So it's sort of, you mm. know, a good way to get into something that, like I said before, like a variety that you mightn't try or see that often. You, mm. can, you can have a go at it but not a big spend. So when it comes to price of wine, like I see some bottles and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, they're so expensive, like hundreds and mm. some thousands. How, why yeah. is that? Well, I think if there's a lot that a lot that contributes to the price and I think it's, it's such a variable depending on the region, the vintage, that's the year that it was produced, the, the kind of grape it was, you know, it's sort of scarcity in, in volume as well can really contribute. But I think, um, you know, there's fabulous wine to be had around the fifteen to twenty dollar mark. There's fabulous wine to be had at, you know, twenty five to fifty. And of course, there are always going to be like everything. You know, you can get a handbag for ten bucks or a handbag for ten thousand bucks. You know what I mean? Like it sort of really just depends on the producer. And and I have to say, like some of the wines that I've tried that are that have been, you know, extremely expensive have been. Absolutely terrific, and you and I appreciate why they are that price. But I've also I take just as much pleasure in discovering something new for our customers. That's a nineteen dollar Italian red, like, and like you, Jackie, I would always prefer to drink Australian and support our local industry. But I think it's also if we think that we do that ninety percent of the time, the next ten percent should be kind of exploring and growing your interest in your kind of um knowledge about the wine as well or the grapes mm. because you are a wine like store you're a that? wine store Ren. so yes not a bottle shop so you know so yeah you the range you have in your store is is amazing and i think that yeah you do have a lot of local and a lot of australian wines but you do have a lot of you know international wines you you know from different countries and yeah. That's your thing, though, because you're trying to. I think you and Rich um, have um, opened a lot of our eyes to what is actually available. 
what sort yeah. of wines you know that we can you know try or fall in love with like you mm. know I'd, I like I'd, I don't mind look I'm a sad flunk girl um but you know I love my little goat's creek yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely and and Kel, there are just that's the thing like I, I think that um above all and I, I say this to everybody that I really believe that wine needs to be approachable for some reason wine's got this kind of aura of I mean, excuse me, I say wank all the time, but I just think, you know, people don't need to be afraid of it. Like people come into my shop and they're like, oh, I haven't been here before because I think it's going to be too this or too bad or not me or not them or whatever. And I just sort of say, oh, you know, we're pretty laid back kind of people and, you know, don't be afraid to ask a question or don't be afraid to say, I've always wondered how I pronounce that or, you know, where's that from or, you know, and we don't know everything, but, you know, we've got a pretty good handle on the stuff that we have and we really enjoy Mm -hmm sort of just trying to find interesting stuff that perhaps sets us apart from you know the big supermarkets really oh absolutely and I I love coming in and whether it's you or Rich or um that other older gentleman um Chris I think that's his name I, I just some days I'm like I just can't be bothered I don't want to have little goat's creek I want someone yeah. to show me something new because I know that you're getting different things in all the time yeah, and it's just fun to play. I love playing in your store and, oh, and the things. Yourself. And oh my goodness, and the gluten free potato chips, like hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought the like when you had them in the big like paint tin, and that's oh, yes. what I gave my sister last year for her birthday because she's oh. celiac as well. Oh my goodness, I think she had them for dinner. She was. Oh, so- yeah. <laughs> They're hard to stop those ones. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but no, you your store, um, you should be very proud of what you've done with it because it's really, um, I'm not the only one, I'm really sure that that you've opened, you know, my eyes about different kinds of wine and oh, like we were talking before, some say. of them I can't even say, yeah. but I just pretend I can. <laughs> oh, no. And that's the thing, you know, that's the thing about the other thing about international wines too, particularly um, wines from Europe, is that what's on the label sometimes bears no resemblance to a variety that you know or sometimes, you know, the way it's labelled is a particular, they've got particular laws about how they're labelled and it doesn't make it easy unless you sort of right. know what you're looking for. Yeah. 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 There's and so I, many possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I love... Um, I love the word boutique. I think you know that, that's what you are, really, isn't it? Like yeah. you're a boutique wine store, and I and I feel as though um, that's something that maybe will grow. You know, like as in there'll be there'll be more because it's really like there was a thing on Facebook the other day, like um, you know the next stage of you know lockdown or something. How about um, Aldi, Coles, and Woolies close down and um, let all. Yeah. Businesses make all the money, you know. I, I think that's such a great idea. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Um, yeah. That and so, yeah, and I feel as though people, it's kind of like you said, you know, like people shouldn't be afraid and it's kind of a, it's a bit, I'll use your word, wanky, to say like it's a brave thing to go into a boutique store because people, like it's, it might be not normal for somebody to do that, like, you know, because they're so used to going into Dan Murphy's or, you know, Coles yep. or whatever and not having any, like it's, there's no, not saying your store's intimidating, but like to walk into a little store and, and you know, the person's right there and they don't know like you're going to be amazing and friendly like you are. 
And they think, oh, they're just going to try to sell me everything and it's going to be too expensive Mm. and all of those things. But I know like when I come into your store, it's like like going in and, and you're there to help. And so, you know, you'll find out like, well, what are they eating or what are they doing or what do they like usually? And so it makes it, um, then you can match things to, to that person. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just um, I just wanted to say, make a point of it because that's oh. the thing, like going into a smaller store and it's not even just for wine and alcohol, it's anything like, you know, any of the littler stores, like people get yeah. used to just going into those big variety stores and not having that personal interaction as well, you know, oh, I've got to talk to a person. <laughs> And I think I think that's um, you've hit the nail on the head about how um, how our shop works is that we certainly are not pushy and we really um, mm. just kind of want everyone to have access to good wine really without sort of with, with something a bit different I guess. But I think the other thing is that we have a shop that's the kind of shop that we would want to shop in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we're we're strip shoppers. Like we go and we go to the butcher, the bakery, the wine shop. You know, and it might sound a bit whatever, but I just really believe that. And obviously you get your loo paper from, you know, Woolies or whatever if you want to, you know, but I probably would go to a supermarket once a month, I reckon, yeah. and I buy everything else, you know, and I think that's just the way that I work and I sort of have noticed that particularly during COVID where people have got probably maybe a bit more time to plan uh, meals, for example, or whatever that sort of that, that sort of style of shopping is having a bit of a resurgence. Yeah. Or, you know, in my eyes maybe it never left, but some people, I don't know, and I, and I appreciate the, the convenience of, of the other way but I also think that you know just as much that you come into my shop and say I want to cook a la 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 I need a, a wine to go with that we can do that just as much as you go into the butcher and, and say to the butcher I've never heard of this particular cut do you have a you know and it's the same thing happens and you go mm. the next shop and you have some random herb that you can't find but the, the green grocer's got it you know that kind of yeah and um, it's educating kind of, yeah it? you know yeah definitely it's a great way to learn yeah, learn more because you're actually speaking to somebody. Um, and, you know, yeah. you know, actually when you said that, a strip shopper, that's what you said, strip shopper. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I said it, I thought I'm a saver, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I kind of remember when I was a kid, my nana and pop, they lived like literally like, you know, there was that like sort of strip of shops and they lived like 10 houses down. And my nana mm-hmm. drove. And she would just go there. That would be, she would go to the butchers, she would go to the grocer there. And I, I now I think to myself, I don't, she wouldn't have gone to the supermarket. Like she wouldn't actually, like I think they, they were in Yarraville and so they probably would have gone to like Footscray maybe, like like you said, like maybe oh, one yeah. month or like, you know, like because that would have been where there wouldn't have been like a shopping, there wouldn't have been a supermarket in Yarraville back then. They would have been the green grocer and the butchers, you know. And so, yeah, it's amazing how um, it, I love, you know, what's old is new. <laughs> well, that's true too. And I think, you know, you know, as an owner of a business like that, you know, it's amazing the connections we make with our customers, like yourselves, right? Like I would never have known about your podcast if Kel hadn't talked to me about it and you as well, Jackie. Like I think um, likewise we wouldn't, like we sort of were involved with the footy club and, we support, you know, lots of other local clubs and things because that's what our customers are into, right? So yeah. um, it's important to us to kind of have that connection too just so that, you know, and you wouldn't get that if you were, you know, the local, yeah. like, or whatever, you know, you yeah. kind of, 
it hasn't got that personality, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Even it, just like it's really it. easy to, it's easy to go, I find it just easier to go down the bow and head strip. I just, mm. you know, like you said, like I do, I go to I go to you guys and then I go go to Benno's Butchers, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and if I need anything else, I go over to IGA. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's our... Um, that's, I, I guess, like we're blessed with that, that, you know, it, it's it's kind of a way of life for us. Oh, um, down yeah. here it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? We're so yeah. lucky. Like that whole yeah. thing. Like for my cousin's birthday, I, I messaged my sister, like, I don't know, when was it? Wednesday. Um, and I said, oh, have we thought about a present? And they're like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, what, do you, what are you thinking? And my cousin makes beautiful um, vegan sweets like that's her business and I said and my sister said oh what about something to do with cooking and then I was like oh and then I remembered there's that there's a lady called her name's Rachel she's got a business called 158 designs and she makes um like everything personalized so um you know she does birthday toppers like cake toppers and the other week I saw on her Instagram she had like chopping boards and that she sort of imprinted names on and so I just, I just like got on Instagram and I messaged her. I bought things from her before and I said, oh, it's my cousin's birthday on Saturday. You know, do you think, have you got any boards? Would we be able to get like this done? Yeah, yeah. If you, you know, sort it out tomorrow, then I can have it for you. So bang, like Wednesday, then we give my cousin these beautiful chopping boards with her, like actually the name of her business on one of them. And then oh, gorgeous. I love that present. How easy is that? Like you wouldn't give mm. that, you know, if it wasn't like that sort of local community, like, yep, yeah, bang, I'll go pick yeah. it up from her doorstep and it's done. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's that's a really good point too, Jackie, that like, you know, we're like you guys said before, we are pretty lucky to have a strip that we have close to us and we can kind of do what we say mm. we do and shop where we where we do. And but you know, not everyone's as lucky as we are to have that sort of um no. on their doorstep. But I think what you're saying no. about buying from Instagram, it's the same thing, like. The number of times I've done the same sort of thing, I've found something, I'm like, oh, and you've bought it direct or you've spoken to somebody over the phone or you've bought it online but you've bought it online through them rather than a third party. Like I think that's just as important and is just as inclusive as, as going into the shop. Yeah, I think that it is. It's you can, Like you said, it's something that, yes, we are blessed and pr- quite privileged to have like such beautiful stores and, you know, local strip shopping strips that we can use but that's equally as important, Irenia, like you said, to just yeah. you know, buy direct from the person and, you know, it doesn't matter where it is, in you know, and usually it would be in Australia because it's the easiest. Exactly. And do you know what else too, Ren, is you and Richard become a part of the Bowenheads community. No, no, I was, I, I, we, and we love that. We think that's just, like, you know, it's, somebody asked me the other day what we, what we liked about owning a business in Bowenheads and I think it's definitely the people the fact that we've met these amazing people and we've seen we've met new customers we've seen people come as come to the town as single people we've seen people get married have babies have a family and now they're meeting their kids and you know yeah. all that kind of stuff is just such a such a lovely part of what we do you know we do so much yeah. talking today it's, it's great um well, can i ask before we wrap up what do you prefer to cook with red or white oh that's a good question. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think in, well, it's pretty easy to say in winter, probably I like cooking with red wine, but actually white wine makes beautiful sauces. So, you know, Oh, yes. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. My, my husband's in the um, kitchen as we speak making oh. pumpkin soup. So Ooh, he got, wow. yeah, he sort of, he said, so how do I do this? Because I'm like going back to bed after this. Like, yeah. um, and our next door neighbours, they've just grown so many pumpkins. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And they're away <laughs> and I'm giving these pumpkins away. <laughs> oh, um, that's yeah, awesome. So he's making a pumpkin and ginger soup. Sorry. Yum. Yeah. I know. I love yeah. pumpkin. You can I, the other week um Summer bought home a beautiful pumpkin from her auntie's house and um I sliced it up like steaks and I actually put it in the lasagna. Oh, it was yes. so yum. Oh, yum. So nice. So anyway, did you roast that? it first? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yum, yum, yum. Nice. Thank you so much for coming on, Arena. I think this has been really oh. um informative. And a nice well, fun. If you ever um, want to chat about matching a wine to your dinner, come and say hi. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> give yourself a, um, a call at a shout out. So, whereabouts is your shop? We are 86 Hitchcock Avenue, opposite the town hall, just on the corner there. Visit us online or in person. We'd much prefer in person. Yeah. Yes. And, um, yes, I drop in. Tell a us little what bit. you're eating. <laughs> yeah, cool. Beautiful. All right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing Thanks, your guys. Sunday morning. Good. No, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Right. Enjoy this beautiful Bye. day. Okay. See you. Yeah. Ciao, Perrys. Thank you for listening to the Perry Wise Women podcast. Jackie and Kelly would love for you to join their collection. Go to their Facebook page, Perry Wise Women, and join the group. Let them know who you are, what topics you'd like them to discuss, and anything else that's on your mind. 